Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hey, it's Lori. I'm so glad that you're joining us today for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. I'm thrilled that you joined us today. I hope that you've been enjoying the episodes that we've been doing recently. I know the last episode, we talked a lot about why do you have to wait so long and why do I have to endure the hardships that we endure? And I know there's been a lot of people that have commented how it was an encouragement to them. But part of the frustration we have when we're waiting on God and enduring is really coming from the enemy. And we wanted to talk today about the lies that the enemy will often tell us and buying into those lies and into that thought process that we recognize isn't from God. So this is going to be a very, uh, I think, awesome podcast because we're going to be giving you a lie and then we're going to be sharing a couple of scriptures with that lie to write down in your journal and go back to those lies and then the truth, the Lord's truth, the Word of God, which is sharper than a double-edged sword, which God's Word is the truth. But the most important part I want to remind you of is that the Lord has spoken to you marriage restoration. He may have done that by finding, um, looking up on the internet, how to pray for a hurting or a dead marriage, and you may have found us, and then God has been directing your steps, and you've been reading the daily devotionals or the Saturday testimonies. But what we want to do is to help you today to put this as a one podcast, as a topic of what are the lies you're believing, or any one of the lies that anybody could believe, and then we want to share the truth to you. And I think it's going to help you because the devil is a liar. One of the frustrations you can feel when you're waiting on answered prayer, whether it's waiting for the healing of somebody you love, waiting for a prodigal spouse to come home, waiting for an answered prayer for a child who's walked away from the Lord, whatever it is you're praying for, one of the frustrations can be feeling like God is not in control. And we know that God is in control. He loves you. Everything that is happening to you has um, gone through his hand, and he is in control of your life. Um, Hebrews 10 verses 35 and 36 says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay. And that's a reminder that is so good for you to have, just a confidence of persevering, that you can persevere through hard things and that God is right there with you as you're going through it. Um, I wanted to share something that my dad had written and I found from an old article he wrote and it was talking about this topic of God being in control. So do you want to read that for us? Sure. God is still in control. That's the secret. God is still in control. Everything that has happened to you and me has been filtered through his mighty hands. And there is a reason why the Lord has allowed our lives to unfold as they have. There is no counsel I can give other than to remind you that God is still in control. 
How much faith do you need to save a marriage? Only enough to believe that God is still in control. When you walk out of that courtroom, regardless of the outcome, God is still in control. Please do not throw away your faith because of what man has put down on a piece of paper. Between day one of writing and the day a book is printed, scores of people will take red pens to it, correcting mistakes. Try as we all may, if you look closely enough, minor mistakes may be found in a published book. Mistakes are part of life, both in writing and in living. May you never allow your mistakes of the past to beat you up in the present. You need not allow others to beat you up over past mistakes when the Lord is your protector. We would be foolish to refuse to have a manuscript edited because we did not like corrections. You may need to allow our Lord to edit your life daily. That is the way mistakes are corrected. Remember you are still God's work in progress until the day you die. He has a plan and a purpose that no one can imagine. We are confident that God is still in control. Turn to him in faith today. He is waiting for your cry. And that's such an important thing to remember, that God is in control. And so regardless of the mistakes you've made, the re- regardless of the mistakes that your spouse has made, it's not too far gone for God to redeem and to restore. Amen. Often, many of you or I, when I was standing, I felt very weak. At the beginning of my stand, I felt weak and really like it was hopeless in my marriage restoration. And it was because I did not know um, what the Lord wanted me to really do. And then the Lord started speaking to me. And then I started writing down the many different scriptures that he revealed to me. And may I say to you, journaling will help you keep um, a list of many of your special scriptures or special events or special things that happen in your life where the Lord is speaking to you in so many different ways. One of the lies and the struggles you may be facing is feeling like you're weak, like you're too weak to go through what you're going through right now. You're too weak to endure the pain, the hardship, the loneliness, whatever it is you're facing. And according to Isaiah chapter 40, we can see that in Christ we're strong. Let me read from Isaiah 40 verses 28 to 31 what it says about weakness. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Now, may I add in right there, that's a great verse for you to lean on when you're tired and weary. Pray and and memorize that scripture. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. A powerful memory verse that you could learn and encourage yourself when you have difficult days. 
when you're having a day that you're facing weakness, Isaiah 40, 31 is a great verse to just be reminded of the truth. And that's the secret is to replace the lies that you're hearing and the lies that that you're combating in your mind with the truth. You have to replace it with something. If you give up something, it needs to be replaced with something else. And when you're giving up the the lies from the enemy, you're replacing it with scripture. And that's the truth that you know. Another lie could be that you're a failure. You might feel like a failure because you have failed in your marriage. You might feel like a failure because um, you're struggling as a parent. Whatever the reason is that you're feeling like a failure, you need to be reminded that you're not a failure. And Romans 8.37 tells us that we're conquerors, not failures. Another lie that you may believe is you're not equipped to stand for your marriage. But it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The Lord is showing you his will and way in guiding you on a path of marriage restoration. So he is going to equip you daily and hourly to do this and will increase your faith, hope, and trust in him. And it is so awesome to know that even though you have all of these circumstances going on, the Lord is your light and he is going to help you every minute of the day. And standing for marriage restoration is not about you and your power. And it can be easy to adopt that mentality of thinking, I can do it. And if it's failing, it's because of you. Actually, you're giving yourself too much credit. What is happening to you is because of God. He's allowing this. He's moving the things that he's moving when he's moving them. It's not about you. It's nothing that you can do in your power to bring about restoration tomorrow or to bring about restoration today, it's depending on God. And so don't feel like you're not equipped to stand for your marriage. First um, Peter 2.9 is a great scripture to just remember that. Another one is um, maybe you're feeling rejected and you're um, struggling with feeling like nobody loves you and nobody cares for you. And the rejection from your spouse just weighs on you. And Ephesians 1, 4 through 8 is a great reminder that you are not rejected. You have been um, accepted by God when you became his child. And it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. You are not rejected. You've been chosen by God, and that is the one that matters right now. And so when you feel rejected, just remind yourself of those passages. Another lie would be that nobody likes you, and I know that that goes along with the rejection. If you're feeling like your spouse is choosing another person over you, or your friend group has chosen your spouse over you, or whatever the situation is. It might be a situation at work. You might feel like 
nobody likes you. And Psalm 17 tells us that we're the apple of God's eye. Let me start in Psalm 17, verse 6. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. I can remember when I was thinking that nobody likes me. I was so embarrassed, feeling like a failure, failing in my marriage. And Bob would speak all the negativities of all how I, he felt I was failing him. And I felt like a failure as a wife. But I had to listen to what the Lord says about me and what the Lord was saying to me and realizing that we needed the Lord in the midst of this crisis in our marriage. But And as we're going to say over and over again today, and we can fight that with a, a scripture. And God's word is so powerful. Continuing on, verse 7 says, Show me the wonders of your great love, who you save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who are out to destroy me. And you may feel right now that your spouse is the enemy, but we're praying for their heart to be changed, softened, and transformed and resurrected. So regardless of the words that the enemy may say in your mind that you're a failure and you're, and I'll give you a list of things that you've done wrong, read Psalm 17. Another lie that can really play tricks on you is the lie that you are alone. And some of you have gone through a separation or divorce and you don't have children. So it's just you living in your house and you struggle with the thought that that might be your story forever, that you'll never have children or that you will die alone, that you will never have your partner back with you. And a great verse to refute that is Joshua 1.5, which says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And Jesus isn't physically there with you to help carry the load that you're facing um, in your life and help you get your kids ready for school. But he is there in his spirit, and he gives us the Holy Spirit. And so when you feel like you're alone, Joshua 1.5 is a great reminder that you are never alone. Amen. And in fact, you can read the whole chapter of Joshua 1. It's an excellent chapter to read. Another lie is that you're ugly. And I definitely could relate to that because I felt very ugly as a person, as a wife. And my husband was out uh, doing things that were unchristlike. And I felt I was inadequate and that anything that all he said and what he had said and what we had lived um, and got married for, I felt we're all gone. And I believed the lie that I was a failure, I was ugly. And the only thing that changed in my life was that the Lord started speaking to me through the Word of God. And God says in Psalm 45, verse 11, that you are beautiful. Let me read Psalm 45, verse 11. Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention for your people in your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. 
that's a great verse to share with your children also as they're growing up to just remind them of the beauty that God sees in them. Another lie that you might be struggling with is that you're worthless and unworthy. And that can be something that you struggle with as you're walking through separation or divorce, feeling like you're not worthy of the affection of your spouse or that you're worthless because of the struggle that you're going through. You might struggle with feeling worthless because of um, the position that you're in right now as a single person in this season or um, feeling like you're worthless because you see that your spouse is with another person. But John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And if you were the only person that walked on this earth, Jesus would say that you're worthy, and he would have still died for you. And that's something that's hard to wrap our minds around. But when you're struggling with those feelings of worthlessness, it's a good reminder to just know that you were so worthy that he gave his life for you. In one of our devotionals recently, I shared a quote from Ben Stewart that says, what you think about is what you care about, and what you care about is what you chase. And our thought life is such an important factor that plays a role in our mental health and our spiritual health, our physical health. And that's why it's so important for you to recognize when you're faced with a lie and know how to combat it. And um, putting on the armor of God every day from Ephesians chapter 6 is a great um, way to combat those lies. But what you're thinking about and dwelling about is what you're going to chase. So if you get stuck in these lies, stuck dwelling on the feelings of um, believing that you're a failure, that you're weak, that nobody likes you, that you're ugly, or whatever your lie is that you struggle with, that's where you're going to spiral down into that thought process. And you have to be able to combat them with the word. That's why it's so important to know what the Bible says and to be able to combat those things. Um, one of the tools that we've provided for you is our monthly scripture journaling. And every month, if you've not participated with it, we take one word or one topic and we do 30 days of scriptures that point back to that topic. And that's a great thing for you to get involved in so that you can dig deeper into things like obedience, finding victory in Jesus, the armor of God, or whatever our topic is for that month. But knowing God's word is the only way you're going to combat the lies of the enemy. I must say the scripture journaling is one of my favorite things that we do. But I think it's one a great help for all of you uh, to be able to grow in the Lord and write it down. And when you write it down um, every day, just write, write it out in a journal book is what I do. And you ponder on it. And then if you have time, just that day you're doing only the one scripture, then maybe look up a couple of references that it has on it and, and go deeper in it. And may want to write another scripture down to help you. No, but I'm saying to you that writing it down uh, and journaling, I think you're going to enjoy it and grow in the Lord with it. I, I can tell you personally that when we were having marriage problems, 
And then when Bob left, I believed all the lies that Bob was saying, was saying to me. I started to receive that as truth. And I had to really cry out to the Lord to see what his will and way was because Bob was saying he was divorcing me, moving on, and I saw no um, way that he was going to ever come back home with all what he was saying and doing. God's word is going to encourage you to give you hope and faith and trust in the Lord regardless of what your spouse or anyone is saying to you. Believe what the Lord is directing your steps each and every day. That's so important. Yes. Our pastor was recently talking about the topic of um, why we go through hardships and why specifically we were talking about why young people have to die because we had a young person in our church that died. And he was just sharing through some of his personal journey um, of loss and hardship that he's gone through. And there was two things that he shared that I want to share with you. One of them was he read from Isaiah 58, and there was a verse that he read that I don't recall ever seeing before, but it's Isaiah 58, 11. It says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. And if you think about what a sun-scorched land looks like, it is dried out, it's barren, it is desolate, and um, that scripture is actually referencing Babylon and what was happening after Nebuchadnezzar leveled the city. There was nothing left. And if you think about destruction, I know in our area when we have hurricanes, there's just destruction, and many times buildings are gone and, and things are leveled, and that's what they were facing. And he was saying that he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And it's hard to think when you're in a sun-scorched land where you're thirsty, where you're desperate to feel like God can satisfy your needs, but that's combating another lie where the enemy wants you to believe that God cannot provide for you, um, but he will provide for you. And just like that verse says, when you're in the midst of the worst, when in the sun-scorched land, that's when he will... Um, make you like a well-watered garden and like a spring whose waters never fail and he'll strengthen your frame. And that's when you really need to depend on him for those things. Our pastor gave four points that he learned when he went through a tragedy in his family. And I just want to share them with you because while they're super basic, I think they're great reminders of, um, just reality versus the lies that we can get stuck in. And one is that life is not fair. We are nowhere in the Bible promised that the things that we will go through are going to be fair. We are promised that God is good and that he will use all of those things for his glory. And so we need to understand that life's not fair. And one of the examples he gave is that everybody will go through something at some point in their life. Right now, you are possibly the person going through a hardship. Right now, you may be going through a loss. You may be going through the grief after a death of somebody. But it, somebody else will be going through that next week. And so we need to just understand that right now, if this is what God's allowing in your life, that he's allowed it. But we have to just know life's not fair, but it is able to be overcome when we depend on Christ. 
The second thing is that God is good. And just like those lies we were just talking about, God is always good. And so when you start to believe that God's unfaithful, God's a liar, God hasn't kept his promise to you, or whatever the lies are that you're believing, you need to just believe the basic premise that God is good. Through the pages of scripture, we can see that. The third thing is that um, we need to just be reminded that life is a gift and that we are literally only promised today. Um, Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring. And that's the truth. We have no idea what tomorrow will bring. We have no idea what hardship it will bring, what answers to prayer it will bring. And so we need to be people that are focused on today and how we're going to use today for the glory of God. And the fourth thing that he learned when he was going through hardship is that God is in control. And I hope that you can say that today, that despite the hardships that you have walked through individually with your family, that you know that God is in control and that that is not a lie that the enemy is tempting you to believe otherwise. Lori, that was excellent. And I pray that you're going to church and hearing sermons and scriptures that are helping you and um, and even send in a Saturday testimony to share uh, how the Lord uh, ministered to you on a Sunday service with um, a topic or a scripture to encourage other people. One of the battles that I had when I was standing is recognizing whether what I was thinking was God's truths or God's thoughts or my own thoughts or the enemy's lies that he was saying to me. When you have a thought, use your discernment to know if it's from the Lord or it's from the enemy. The enemy is a pro on speaking lies to us in our mind, and we have to have discernment to know what is the truth and what are lies and, and lean on the Lord and, and speak to the Lord. Is this you speaking to me or is this the enemy speaking to me? And I am telling you, when you start even ask a question to the Lord, he will reveal, and, and or you will have the scripture, a memory scripture that you've maybe memorized or a, a scripture you've read before will come to your mind because the Lord wants to not have you be deceived by the enemy's lies that he torments us with throughout each and every day of what's going through marriage restoration. One good way to know if your lie or your thought that you're battling is from the Lord is to figure out if it lines up with Scripture. God's not going to give you um, a mission, a thought that does not align with Scripture. It's not going to be from Him. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody is guiding you and and counseling you and what they're saying doesn't line up with Scripture or the thoughts you're having doesn't line up with Scripture, then that's not from God. And that's the great um, barometer to to know if it's a godly thought or if it's a lie that could be from the enemy. And you know, you're going to have family and friends or even church people that may not believe in marriage restoration or may not believe that your husband or wife can change and that you should be praying for your spouse to come home. And that is where you have to take captive their thoughts and what their beliefs are and lining up to what the Lord is speaking to you and what the Word says. And so many people 
after I started praying for Bob, then would come to me when they had marriage problems and say, how did you know what to do? How did you know how to pray for Bob? And that is where that you will have a testimony, and then you can share with other people hope and encouragement uh, for somebody else, for someone else, of a friend or a coworker, or even somebody at church that you do not know well that is seen your example. Oh, yeah, there's constantly people looking at you that you don't know, and so... Um, as you grow in this spiritual walk and learn to combat the lies, then you can help other people that are, you know, journeying on their own spiritual walk and help them understand how to identify the thoughts they have and to um, be able to discern what is from God and what is not. Um, as we close, I just want to recommend a good resource um, that we have for you. There's two things. One is an audio teaching that goes a little deeper into this topic of the battle that we have in our mind, and it's called The Battle for the Mind. Um, you can get that on CD or on MP3, but that's a great teaching that will help you um, just further understand how to um, handle the thought process that you have. And a book we have um, is called On Asking God Why, and it's written by Elizabeth Elliott, and it's a great book that just um, takes you through some of the hopelessness that you might face and loneliness and um, issues that you might face in this life and those why questions you have for God, and it really helps you understand how to lay those at His feet and find the answer when you have those why questions for God. And so those are two great resources for you. Um, to be able to use right now on this topic. I hope you've been encouraged today, and I hope that you will uh, not just listen to the thoughts that you have and believe them all to be um, from the Lord, and that you will have discernment and will start discerning more about what the the lies the enemy might be trying to deceive you with. And I think it's going to change you, especially as we face Thanksgiving and Christmas. We are praying for breakthroughs for you through these holidays that your husband or wife are going to want to meet, to want to get together, to have a family time or a Christmas time. And let us all pray in agreement for that. Let us pray that we're going to have many breakthroughs of husbands and wives, even coming home, coming for the week to stay with you if they live out of town and be with your children. So I'm saying start praying for all the holidays now through the new year and pray for others um, who are going to be going through this also. We want to have a lot of victories. Absolutely. Well, we'll make a list of some of these scriptures that we talked about today available. So if you'd like to print it out and have it as a resource available for you, you can click on the show notes under this podcast and find the printout there. I hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to you next time. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. If you are like me, you probably like to have as many things in your life automated as possible. Nowadays, we can automate so many things from telling our vacuum when to clean the house while we're at work to automating the oven to turn on to cook our dinner. Well, one of the things that people have enjoyed is our family challenge. It is an automated donation that you can make every month to Rejoice Marriage Ministries 
without ever having to think about it. When you sign up for the Family Challenge, you can pick your predetermined donation amount and on the first or 15th day of each month, depending on the date that you choose, until you tell us to stop, you will make a monthly contribution to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. You can visit www.rejoiceministries.org and click on Donate to find out more about the monthly family challenge.